Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. So I'm bringing this to you guys bright and early today uh, because I actually recorded a video uh, on this yesterday. If you're wanting to take a look at that, you can hop on over to my YouTube channel, search Utmost Performance. But for those of you that prefer audio, here we go. Um, you know, the question of training, like why do we train? Why do we go about our process on a daily basis? Why do we put in the workouts? Why do we put in the time? Uh, why do we think about things like nutrition? Why do we think about things like sleep? Why is it that we go to great lengths to do all of this stuff, right? And I'm loosely using the word training because to me, all of that stuff encompasses the word training. And what I'm going to do for today is I'm actually going to bring in John Wooden's Pyramid of Success because it's something that I very firmly believe in. And I believe that, you know, you can look at the blocks contained in the Pyramid of Success and you can, if you have these blocks, if you work on, you know, acquiring these blocks, because a lot of these blocks are considered skills, then you can be successful. And, you know, a guy like John Wooden, obviously investing in this pyramid of success and probably arguably the most successful coach ever. His record speaks for itself. In the link in these in the notes for this podcast, I'm going to put a link to, I did one episode on each one of the blocks in John Wooden's pyramid of success. So I'm going to put a link to just the first one, which is industriousness. I'm going to put a link to that one. And then you guys will know where they're at in case you guys want to run through all of them. But today I'm going to talk about the block of the pyramid that's all the way at the top. So you know, a pyramid starts off with a wider base and it gets narrower as you get all the way to up to the top. The top one is literally that row, if you want to call them that. It's it's one block and it's obviously the smallest block and it's the and it's the block of the pyramid that you put at the very, very end when you've already got all the other blocks established. And that block is called competitive greatness. And that's the block that after you put all these other ones down, you can go after that one. And what is competitive greatness? What is John Wooden's definition of competitive greatness? And it's the following. It's being able to be at your best when your best is what is needed. In other words, in a competition, or if you're not thinking in an athletic context, if you're thinking in some other context, that's fine. That fits. We need you to be at your best. We need you to rise to whatever occasion it is that's presented before you, and we need you to execute. That's competitive greatness. And coming back to the question that I asked at the beginning of this episode, that is the reason why we train. I mean, we go day in and day out, right? Training for a lot of us is monotonous. It's boring. It's like, man, I'm doing the same thing. I did the same workout last week. I've got this again. Like it's just watching paint dry, right? But why do we do it? Why do we put in so much time and energy to be prepared? Because we know that at some point, 
in a competitive context or at some point in our lives thinking about anything else you want to think about, there's going to come a moment where we have to be able to rise to the occasion and give our absolute best. We've got to be able to exercise competitive greatness. And the reason why this block of the pyramid is all the way at the top is because it's difficult to acquire this one. It's going to take a lot of time. Well, what kind of time are we talking about here? Well, we're specifically just talking about time in terms of just repetitions, time in terms of just being consistent, time in terms of just doing the things that we know that we need to do for that one moment or couple of moments that we're going to be faced with where it's all going to be worth it. If we really think about this, if you think about a competition you've had lately, you know, a, a, a situation where you were maybe under pressure, where you were needing to perform. I mean, they're short, fleeting moments. It's not the entire competition that you're feeling you need to give your absolute, you do give your absolute best, but like for, in terms of these moments where it's like, okay, I've, I've got to be able to rise to this. It's not the entire time, right? It's a moment here. It might be a moment there. And there's not many of them. That's why we train. We need to have this in mind when we train. Because if we don't keep this in front of us, this idea that, hey, just letting you know, like it seems like a lot of this stuff is wasted time because my gosh, it's so much time. I mean, not that I can put a number on it, but let's just say, man, I train 12 hours a week. And like when I add up those pivotal moments in my competitions, like it adds up to be like five minutes where I needed to just absolutely just be at my best. Like putting in 12 hours to do well for five minutes seems like it just seems disproportional. And guess what, folks? It is. It absolutely is. If we look at it just from a comparison of time standpoint. However, if we think about this a little bit deeper, then we realize it's actually, it's worth it. It's worth it to trade in the 12 hours of hard work, the 12 hours of being consistent with just those, you know, short fleeting five minutes when I really need to be on it, when I really needed to rise to the occasion. That's worth it because oftentimes what happens is when we think back on a competitive situation, what we find is, oh my gosh, it was, it was this one little moment. It was this one little section. And if I would have just been able to give a little bit more, push myself a little bit more right there, like I, I would have been okay. Things would have turned out differently. And then we go, okay, well, what, what would it have taken for that to happen? And then, it, well, yeah, maybe I could have done a little bit better in my preparation leading up to this particular moment. Maybe I should have been a little bit more consistent. But if we don't have that in mind, then we could lose the plot. Listen, I'm going to end with this. What makes being great, what makes being successful so difficult is the fact that you've got to be consistent. 
and you've got to be willing to deposit $100 in the bank to get back $5 on your return, right? The 12-hour investment for the five-minute return. You've, you've got to be willing to do that. That's what makes being successful so hard is we know that we're going to need to make that kind of transaction. We need to understand that the hours in solidarity, being alone and, you know, doubting ourselves, maybe doubting why we're putting in so much time, like what is this all going to amount to? We need to know, we need to draw the line from that to that moment that we're going to need to perform at our absolute best. And we're going to be able to do that because of the work that we've put in. So I'm, I really will leave with this. Think about a competitive situation where you were able to do that. Think about a competitive situation where you, you needed to exercise competitive greatness. Now listen, um, you know, competitive greatness is a block that's up there, but it's not like once you get it, you've always got it. Or if you don't have it, you'll never have it. I mean, I can probably bet that those of you listening, you've probably had a competitive situation where you were able to exercise competitive greatness. Like it was, it was there. You, you did it. You, you rose to the occasion. You gave your best when your best was needed. And, and you looked back on that and you probably didn't think to yourself, man, gosh, but all those hours that I spent, I mean, I still don't see, I still don't feel like those are valid just to do this. Are you kidding me? I mean, if you if you if you answered the bell in that competitive situation and you exercise competitive greatness your thoughts weren't this wasn't all the time that i put in wasn't worth it your thoughts probably were it was totally worth it or you didn't even think about the time you put in cuz you're enjoying that moment where you were able to do that thing as a teacher i always came across student got a very good grade on a, a test they got a 95 on an exam. I gave them the exam and they, they crushed it. I'd never heard the student say, man, I overstudied there. I probably should have studied less, Mr. Ariave. I mean, if I would have just put in a little bit less time, like I would have, you know, maybe gotten a lower grade. I maybe would have gotten the same grade, but I mean, it just wasn't worth it to me to see a 95 on my paper when you handed it back to me. I didn't hear that. What I did hear though was you got a 65. Well, what happened? Well, I didn't, I didn't study enough. I didn't prepare enough. I wish I would have prepared more because I'm not satisfied with a 65. So the training needs to be done so that when you get a quote unquote test, you've studied and you exercise competitive greatness and you pass that exam, you get a 95 on your paper or even better than that. We are all capable of that. The blocks in the wooden pyramid are skills that can be developed. It's not genetic. You don't have it or don't. You can work on this and get it. So go out there, y'all. Go get it. If you need help doing that, holler at me. I can help you acquire these skills. We can sit down and start having some chats, some productive chats to work on how we can get that done so that you can begin to perform at the level that we both know that you are capable of. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate y'all.